fueled by the outdoors, your source for hunting, fishing, archery, and all things outdoors. Welcome to Fueled by the Outdoors. I'm your host, Rick Cates. Chris is not with me this, uh, I guess it's afternoon. Uh, He's actually headed out in about two minutes to go hunt some public land with Josh Luck um, in the state of Kentucky. They both have open tags. Uh, That's for a different time and a different story when we're all um, together. We've actually been on deer pretty regularly. Um, we've all had encounters. Some of us have loosed arrows, not me specifically, but I had an extremely close encounter that did not end in me being able to get a good shot. But we'll talk more about that, uh, at a later date when we can all sit down together and discuss, you know, the first part of the Kentucky hunting season before Ohio hunting season starts up. So today, um, I wanted to talk about something that has come up literally within the past um, week, week and a half, and it's extremely relevant to those who are hunting the uh, state of Kentucky in in the coming weeks, or you know when this comes out. This is going to come out on, I believe, Monday the um fourteenth. So Monday the Monday the thirteenth. I'm sorry, and uh, hopefully when you hear this, you'll have done some reading on it already. But um. Just uh, last night, when I'm recording this on September 11th, um, on September 10th, the Kentucky uh, Game and Fish Commission had a special meeting to update their CWD plan uh, because it has been activated. So what that means is a couple different things. So uh, Kentucky has had a CWD plan in place since 2002, as most states have. Uh, we have had CWD detected in, I believe, all states with the exception of Indiana uh, surrounding us. So that's Ohio, West Virginia, Virginia, Tennessee, Missouri, Illinois. Uh, I believe it's. I believe that's all the states that kind of touch Kentucky. Uh, touch Kentucky uh, with the exception of Indiana. So all states uh, have been uh, had at least one case test positive in the wild population or in a captive cervid farm. Ohio just had their first uh, positive case of CWD in a wild deer last year in the western part of the state. It had been previously detected in the eastern part of the state in a captive cervid farm, and uh, th- you know there had been precautions taking care of that. So last night, it looks like Kentucky updated their stuff. And it's important because this only really affects one area of the state. So um, the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife uh, put out a thing on September 8th saying that it's activated its response plan uh, on Wednesday after Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency announced a confirmation of CWD in a -a three-and-a-half-year-old female deer collected in Henry County, Tennessee, which is southwest of Murray, Kentucky, approximately eight miles from the Kentucky-Tennessee border. This deer was thin and exhibiting strange behavior. Multiple tests confirmed the presence of CWD in the deer. So what does that mean? Um, As you all know, CWD is an always fatal neurological disease that affects deer, elk, moose, and caribou and has not been detected in Kentucky. However, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife's response plan calls for an implementation of specific measures following a positive detection within 30 miles of the Kentucky border. 
this is because deer are highly mobile and can range up to seven, several miles in a single day. If you ever need to see any information regarding of it, regarding it, there's some great stuff online showing uh, deer movement and that kind of stuff that's done with GPS coordinates. So I say all that to say this, uh, you know, with with regards to them activating the plan, you may be saying, well, why, why does that matter? So what this means is, is that they implement, uh, you know, portion E of their chronic wasting disease plan, which is response for out-of-state detection within 30 miles uh, five miles captive or 15 miles free ranging of the Kentucky border. Previously, it had not been activated um, because there had not been a deer close uh, close within 15 miles. But now that there has, they have to go by it. So it basically says if CWD is detected within an adjacent state within 30 miles of the Kentucky border, the primary objective of the response is to increase sub- CWD surveillance of those areas within Kentucky that at, are the nearest to the out-of-state endemic area to detect the disease as early as possible, where it has not yet been found. Uh, Then communicate and coordinate with the public and other agencies on issues related to CWD and actions being taken if CWD is detected within 5 miles captive or 15 miles free-ranging of the Kentucky border. Surveillance will significantly be increased next to the out-of-state endemic area, i.e. Murray, Kentucky. So, upon confirmation within 30 miles of the Kentucky border, um, we've already been doing that one, uh, notify the proper parties. Surveillance in Kentucky will be determined by topographical range. You increase uh, CWD sampling in the area. And uh, a minimum of 298 samples will be uh, collected from the surveillance area to establish a 95% confidence rate that the CWD does not exist in over 1% of the prevalence area. So if it's like one deer, um, you know, they, they want, they want to make absolutely sure that it's not spreading within the bounds of Kentucky, uh, on that Southern border. So Kentucky is kind of unique because almost every state that borders Kentucky is, uh, there's a river blocking it. Uh, the only place that it happens where there's not a river is, uh, Tennessee. Uh, there's lakes down there. You're big ones. You, I mean, you've got real foot, you've got Dale, uh, Cumberland's down near there. You've got, a, I mean, but Real Foot and Dale cross the border there. And there's a couple of rivers that go through there, but it doesn't, you know, solidify the border like it does with Missouri, <clears throat> Indiana, um, Illinois, Ohio, West Virginia, uh, and I believe in Virginia uh, that there's uh, there's not a river there. I believe, well, there, there may be a river. I don't really remember, but I don't have a map sitting in front of me. But Tennessee is really the only open border, which is why this is overly concerning. Now, you may be saying, Rick, deer can swim. Yeah, they can, but, you know, they're they're not going to swim across a, a river regularly back and forth um, with as developed as, as most of those areas are. You know, it could happen, but it, it's not happened yet. So um, that also identifies that baiting and feeding of cervids within the surveillance area will be prohibited by emergency regulation. So talk to your wildlife officer, but the way that this reads is that you will no longer be able to bait in those areas. Now, this is a very confusing thing for a lot of people because they're like, well, what's bait? So uh, Kentucky lays it out pretty clearly what bait is. So if you go to the definition section of the CWD plan, it states... um, very clearly, bait is a substance composed of grains, minerals, salt, fruits, vegetables, 
hay, or any other food materials, whether natural or manufactured, that may lure, entice, or attract wildlife. So that means uh, no corn piles, no carrot piles, no mineral blocks, no salt blocks, no uh, apples, no peaches, no pears, um, no, uh, you know, any things that you would just dump uh, down or have, you know, maybe an alfalfa field or something you know, like that that you've specifically planted. Now, this does bring into the question, you know, what about a food plot? Again, talk with your uh, wildlife officers in that area. They will give you best information. The main reason I am doing this podcast right now about this is just to get the information out there for people who are coming here to hunt. It's very, um, you know, clear that a lot of people come to Kentucky early season to get um, to get a, a velvet deer. So the other part of this is also says feeding. This is the other part is willingly, wantonly, or knowingly deposited, distributing, or scattering shelled, shucked, unshucked corn, millet, milo, safflower seed, sunflower seed, thistle, wheat, or other grain, or any manufacturer feed to be consumed by wildlife, but shall not include the establishment and maintenance of planting for wildlife foods found scattered solely as the result of normal agricultural planting or harvesting practices. Foods available to wildlife through normal agricultural practices of livestock feeding if the areas are occupied by livestock, actively consuming the feed on a daily basis, or standing farm crops under normal agricultural practices. So, again, this kind of gets in that weird line of what is a food plot. Um, if you're hunting beans or corn, that, that does not count. That's normal agricultural practice. But when you start getting into brassicas or turnips or anything like that it would be best for you to contact the wildlife officer in your area especially if you are in the area where this is occurring at so again baiting and feeding of cervids within the surveillance area will be prohibited by emergency regulation now this doesn't say that you can't use attractants or lures so again you know it's kind of questionable what all that actually uh, would do in terms of, you know, putting it on a licking branch or something like that. Um, movement or captive of captive and free-ranging cervid carcasses and parts from within the surveillance area will be prohibited. So what they'll do is they'll have a testing area in there. Um, you'll, like, I mean, they'll probably have you debone the meat if you're hunting in that area. You'll dispose of the carcass in. I believe they have a dump. I believe they have dumpsters specifically for this, so that um, the state can, uh, you know, look into these things or, you know, move forward with understanding how much of the herd, if it, if any, if it's even there. Uh, subsequent sampling intensity and management action will be determined based on the results of sampling. So you you really have to, you know, look at like if you're a hunter hunting that area, you want to be you want to be giving information to. Kentucky Fish and Wildlife, because if they can, you know, prove that those deer are not coming in there due to topographical features or other things, and it's not spreading within that community, they don't have to up the plan, which if they up the plan to, they find a deer within the state, it changes uh, very differently. So free-ranging cervid, um, like they, they really, really have a very comprehensive uh, plan if they, uh, go through this you know it changes to mandatory hunter check stations um you know it, baiting and feeding of uh 
animals in that uh, go from just that area to the counties directly adjacent. So if it spreads, it becomes an issue. The other concern with CWD being found this close to that area is the worry also that it spreads to elk. Uh, Kentucky has a very good elk population, around thirteen to 14,000 animals that they've reestablished here over a very long time. And it's a, you know, a widely you know, accessed hunt by a lot of people who, who want to kill one you know, east, of the, east of the Rockies, east of the Mississippi, I should say. Uh, because they're in Nebraska and that kind of stuff, and it's not in the Rockies. But, you know, realistically, it, it's it's an opportunity for us as hunters and outdoorsmen to be able to help, you know, our fish and wildlife resource officers with doing their job and, you know, really using kind of almost a citizen science, you know, objectively to give them information on what we're seeing, what we're hearing, if you're seeing dead carcasses, if you believe that you found something in that area. It, it, it's super important. So, you know, where is exactly Murray, Kentucky? Murray, Kentucky is in the western part of the state. Um, you know, I believe it's where <laughs> Murray State uh, College is, University. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's over near the river. Um, it's not close to the hills, really, where you would uh, typically expect a lot of um, a lot of the elk and that kind of stuff be at. But um, Murray is, uh, you know, right, right, kind of over in the western area where a, I mean, a lot of a lot of big deer come from, you know, western Kentucky. It's 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 in Callaway County. Um, you know, it's you know. Not a huge area, but, you know, Murray State University is there. It's down near Paducah. And, you know, it, it it's important to kind of, you know, give perspective to this. So if I wish I could, like, put a picture of this with you, for you guys. But it's right outside the land between the lakes area. So it's um, just um, it's just west of Kentucky Lake. And, like, it's just north of Hazel, uh, which is right on the border there. And if you're... You know, thinking of like the next biggest city around, um, you know, there's there's not there's not much there. I know people are probably like, oh, there's Paducah and that kind of stuff, but like it, there's there's not a whole lot down in that area. Hopkinsville is really the closest um, big city, and that's on the other side of you know the land between the lakes uh, national rec area. So be be aware of this, you know for your own sake if you live in that area and you're listening to us or you hunt down there in that area because i know a lot of guys travel down in that area to deer hunt i mean primarily that's a a, maybe a larger duck hunting area but a lot of big deer come out of western kentucky and we want to be able to have those populations and control it to you know just if we can keep it out of kentucky good great grand if we can't and it gets in that area, we want to make sure that we can contain it to that area so it doesn't, you know, flare up like it did in Wisconsin where, you know, you got, you know, an extremely large portion of the state that now has CWD exposure and, you know, everyone's got to test their deer and it just kind of becomes a whole huge mess. But it's something to take seriously. This is not EHD. This is CWD. This is always fatal. EHD, deer can build up a resiliency to it. Um, and they're able to, you know, move on and move forward. And, you know, it, it takes out a portion of the population. When CWD gets into an area, it really can wreck an area. 
It does not get out of the soil. It's a prion-based disease. We've covered this before um, last winter. If you want to look it up when we had Elena McKinney on here uh, talking about her deer and her tracking dog, that was right around when CWD was detected in Ohio. So, you know, this is kind of a call to action. Just, like, listen to what the science says regarding this. Listen to, you know, the you know, fish and wildlife uh, men and women, they're out there doing their job and help them out. Like we're, we're big on, you know, helping law enforcement help them out with this. This makes their job easier and it makes life for you guys a little bit easier too if you're going to go down there and hunt that area. So uh, be that as it may, hopefully you got some good information from this and I hope to have Josh and Chris back on here in a couple of weeks and we can kind of break down our Kentucky hunts and hopefully one of them smacks one of the big bucks that we've got on camera today because, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm telling you guys, they are nice, nice deer. We've been on deer and it's been great opening weekend. I feel overall for myself was a success. I didn't get a, sh- I did not um, take a shot, but I had close encounters and just had an awesome, awesome time being out in the woods, even though. Uh, it was like 85 degrees and I smelled like, you know, a big sweaty mess after the hunt was done. So, um, I do want to close out with this. Um, today is September 11th. So if you see, um, you know, any service members, if you do know anybody, um, who was involved, firefighters, law enforcement, first responders, um, say thank you to them. You know, this is a day that, we all experience together. Um, you know, most of you, I believe, are you know. So long as you're not in the 16 to 18 year old range, uh, this is something that you didn't experience. But um, I can remember sitting in Mr. Doctor's math class when uh, someone yelled "Turn on the TV" and we watched the plane hit the hit the tower. Um, it's a day that changed a lot of people's lives forever, and it changed the course of our country forever. So. Be that as it may, um, you know, honor those that have fallen in, you know, response to that event. Honor those who still are doing things to help those families and individuals. Honor those who have lost their lives because of that day. So, with that, be it, be that as it may. This has been Fueled by the Outdoors. I've been your host, Rick Cates, and I look forward to talking to you all next time. Bye. And that will do it for our podcast today. Please remember to subscribe, like, review on all major podcasting platforms. We are available on Apple, Google, TuneIn, CastBox, Spotify, and all other major podcasting platforms. As always, we are available for contact at theeliteoutdoors1 at gmail.com. That is theeliteoutdoors, the number one, at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you next time.